everyone, and welcome to That Lux Life Podcast. I'm your host, Aisha A.K. Lesh of the Petite Fashion and Luxury Lifestyle blog, Living Lesh, where I aim to redefine what luxury means and lead you into living your best life. Each week, I'll be bringing you those tips, secrets, and bits of inspiration that will take you into living your luxurious life without the four-figure price tag. So get ready to live your life in luxury, because guess what? You deserve it. So we are up on another podcast episode on That Lux Life podcast. And today I have with me is Liz, and we're going to be talking about another favorite topic of mine, and that's traveling. Um, For anyone who's ever seen Living Lesh and and heard me and seen me, I am an avid traveler, of course, now coming out of a pandemic. We're still in the pandemic. It's getting a little weird, but we're still going to talk about travel, what it looks like to luxury travel. Before we get into some of those topics, Liz, can you introduce yourself to everybody? Yeah, sure. Uh, First of all, thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Um, My name is Liz Stanford. I run the travel blog, Spend It Like Stanford. And really, you know, my blog tries to focus on doing experiences that not a lot of people kind of think of and like thinking more of traveling like a local rather than going to Disney World like every year. So I really try to um, focus on that and really be helpful to uh, the people who kind of view my page and follow me along on social too. And that's great. That's great. I feel like the biggest thing people, I and mean, then nowadays traveling, you're always looking for inspiration because everyone's like, I'm going to go to this country, but what am I going to do? So I think before we kind of get into some of those tidbits, because even in your introduction, there's a lot of topics I want to talk about. Um, on the podcast, we talk about living a lux life. It's that lux life podcast, but we kind of define luxury as our our own definition. So, what would you say is your definition of luxury as it applies to travel? I love this question because everyone thinks, like you said, luxury differently. Um, most people, when they think of luxury travel, they think of you're staying at a Four Seasons resort, you're you know, traveling in a jet plane. But for me, really, luxury travel is about the experience. You know, It's about tailoring your travel experience to yourself and what you like, what your interests are. Everyone is different. So obviously, luxury travel is going to be different for everyone. But for me, it is kind of taking that step back And actually looking at like your experiences along the way through travel, every place you travel to is different too. So what that looks like for everyone will be different. But for me, it's really about the experiences that you have along the way. And that's the best part that I get from traveling too. I mean, I couldn't imagine, you know, like I said, kind of going to Disney World and experiencing like the same things over and over. But, you know, I like a little bit of something different every, every time. Right. I mean, that's why people create bucket lists. Your bucket list isn't of one thing. And it's just like the next list is return back to number one. No one, no one does that. Yeah. Um, But I love the fact that you talked about in your introduction that you share about experience the culture in the local life when you travel. Because most people, I mean, I say I do it myself. I've done it. I've done a couple of times. I mean, honeymoon, Mm -hmm. did it. you go to these resorts and you plant yourself. And yes. there's a whole world out there and you can't, like, I've always got to the point where you can't say you've been to a country fully if you haven't left the resort, you haven't experienced it. So I guess on that, how would you recommend people when they travel to be able to engage with the locals to, to go out and have these experiences in this area versus just, let me book at this all-inclusive resort that there's nothing wrong with doing that. But of course, you know, 
you don't always just want to perch. <laughs> yes. So you make a great point. And then that's kind of where I get not frustrated with people, but a lot of people just want to go to Mexico. And I agree. If you go to Mexico and go to a resort that you're doing it right, you know, you're planning yourself there and an all-inclusive, whatever, you know, a lot of people do it and they love it. But for me, it's just, I would so much rather literally try to live how a local is living and how, what were they, what were, what are the restaurants that they're going to, where are they drinking? You know, what are they doing on the weekends? That's kind of what I want to do. And my best tips to kind of get people to do that more is really to do your research and plan ahead. So using people like me who do blog about it, um, for me, I'm always uh, looking out at other travel bloggers, where they're at. Um, but also if someone I know lives there in that area, I'm always asking for recommendations too, to see like, what are the locals doing? Where are they going? But it is hard. Um, sometimes using a travel agent is very helpful in that sense too. And it's totally free for people to use a travel agent, which I think a lot of people don't understand that as well, but they, they're really in tune to like, what are the locals doing as well? So that's very helpful, but it's, I mean, it's a different experience. Some people want to just sit on a beach and drink all day. And I love doing that as well, but you can do that in Greece and like, you don't have to be at the resort all day. So it's just kind of like changing your mindset too, on what, like opening up your, your mindset, you know, and what you actually want to do. Yeah. And I think, especially in a time like this, where we're trying to talk about uniting as a people is if you're not engaging with the people, you can't unite with them. You can't understand them. You can't understand their experiences. Yes. Um, and kind of on that note, I just went to Belize and a way that we were able to, you know, do what the locals are doing is talking to them. You know, we were staying at a resort, but talking to the bartender asking, that's how we got like a hookup to Island Hop around all of Belize. And it was absolutely amazing, but actually engaging with them, you know, it's, sometimes they do have a lot of sad stories and, you know, especially in Belize, it it kind of saddened me, you know, to learn a lot about what happened throughout the pandemic and a lot of struggles that they went through. And, but that's just another layer of traveling. Like you meet so many different people, so many different types of people too, that it's truly amazing. And I don't think I would have been able to like open up my mindset. I'm from a very small town. If it wasn't for traveling, you know, you think, a certain way you're raised a certain way and then traveling really allows you to open up your mind. That's great. I mean, you just talked about Belize as one of the places that you've been to and, you know, engaging and hearing those stories. What are some other, I guess you would say your top experiences where places you've traveled to where you're like, I had this experience. I need everyone else to have this experience because if you don't, you're missing out on life entirely. (laughs) So this, I've been asked this um, a few times and it's always hard for me to like choose one destination because every place is different. Their culture is different, but some of like the top places for me that are like, you just need to go there. Um, Italy, Rome, there's so much to do. The people there, the culture, I mean, pasta, wine, gelato, they do all of that, right? But it's just like, you know, you go to certain places and especially overseas when you're, you know, American, a lot of people don't go there and know the language. And in France, especially in Paris, they kind of get annoyed at you as they rightfully should, that you don't know any of the language. But in Italy, it's so different. They just embrace everyone there. I mean, I I absolutely loved it. 
but then we honeymooned in Greece too. And that was sometimes Greece kind of gets a bad rep for like over tourism. So it's always packed and you see these huge cruise ships come in, but if you're doing it right and traveling, you know, kind of like a local, you, you are able to like have these like fresh experiences away from all of those crowds too. And, you know, one of like the best parts of our honeymoon, we were asking um, a local, what's the best sunset spot. And everyone goes to, we, of course, to like see the sunset. And (laughs) it was, we were able to literally see the same exact sunset, but away from all of the crowds. And I mean, that's just like the stuff I'm talking about is, you know, really connecting with the locals and figuring out what they do. So I would say, I know that's like a long answer, but like Italy and Greece, both are at the top of my list for people to travel to. And um, most recently I went to Hawaii too, and I never thought that would be like a bucket list for me, but (laughs) after going there, I'm like, I get the hype. I get why people are obsessed with Hawaii. I wanted to go live there. (laughs) I feel like you've just confirmed my bucket list, (laughs) all those locations, my bucket list. I was like telling my husband, because we try to travel at least one place every year. And I'm like, all right, I need to get to Greece. I need to get to Italy. I'm especially since I'm a big foodie. I'm like, I need to go eat authentic Italian food. Oh, you will love Italy. Oh my gosh. And like, I keep saying like, but seriously, the pasta there is so different than pasta that you have here. Like it's just made differently. I swear. Like it doesn't make you bloated. It's I could eat pasta for breakfast, lunch, and dinner there. <laughs> well, I know like even some of the restaurants there, they actually hand make the noodles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not- You're not real Italian if you aren't hand making them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm obviously not real Italian. But- <laughs> <laughs> not either. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like, you know, I need to go there. I mean, um, my sister even talked about going. She, I'm going for the food. She's going for the wine. So I'm like, you know, we'll meet somewhere in the middle. I was like, well, as long as there's food and wine, then we're good to go. <laughs> and the shopping there, you would love it. It's so Via Condotti, like that whole street of just shops. You, oh my gosh, you would die. You would die. I, feel like I have to step up too. I feel like I see these like inspirational places with, with, with influencers like yourself to the, like to Italy. And I'm like, it looks so fashionable there. I need to go and make sure if I go, I pack the right things. I'm just be sitting out. Like I'm just here in my legging (laughs) hanging out. (laughs) Well, a lot of people there do dress pretty casually, but yes, some people are like, got it going on. (laughs) (laughs) That is, that is great. So I think even kind of going on, we talked about your experiences. We kind of touched on some tips, but as an avid traveler, I mean, you just kind of named three places that people love to go in two big countries. I mean, Italy and Greece are not like, let me go on a quick flight and and go over there. Those are planned, planned trips. So if you had like maybe two or three tips that you said, you know, you need to know this, or this is something to think about this, how to plan for this on traveling to these bucket list places, which many people think are, I can't get that. I don't have the money for it. I don't, I don't know what to do. Um, what would those tips be? Cause I feel like that's where everybody's looking for is how can I get to these places without feeling like I have to sacrifice three months of a mortgage? Exactly what you said. I, a lot of, I, this is something I'm actually very passionate about because a lot of people think to travel overseas, it costs an arm and a leg, but it really doesn't have to. I mean, some of my biggest tips really is go in the off season, you know, and not even necessarily overseas, but even thinking in the United States. So like everyone wants to go to Napa and see the grapes on the vine. So that's, of course, they're going to jack up those prices. We went to Napa in February and less crowds, 
cheaper hotels. So especially going in the off season. And I mean, you don't have to go to Greece in the summer either. So there's plenty of other times to go to Greece. Um, some other ones is planning ahead is a huge one for me. So if you're a late a last minute planner, you are going to be paying, you know, a huge margin more, uh, for like a plane ticket for hotels, anything like that. So I really like to plan at least like a year's like a year in advance of like what I'm actually going to do if it's one of those bigger trips. And then, um, another one, I had another one in my head of off season plan ahead and, oh, maybe it'll come back to me. I had another good one. (laughs) I mean, it could even be, I know one thing that I've heard, I think it's kind of what you harp on is when you travel like a local, a lot of people save money doing that because yeah, you're going off and doing certain things, but you're not going to the main tourist spots, which are going to have backed up prices versus I went to this local restaurant owned by a a man and his three children. And it's just simply better service and it's less money. You know, a thing that I actually just learned on this trip, one of my friends that we were traveling with told me about it is if you're staying at a resort and they offer, you know, excursions, a lot of resorts will offer just excursions through the hotel. It is better for you to book directly with the the people who are actually going to be doing the excursion than through your hotel, because your hotel is jacking up those prices. We were able to do the Island hopping tour directly through this booking or the booking agent rather than our hotel. And we would have paid double the price. Mm-hmm. And that just shows like, yeah, obviously they're making a profit off of it, but just little things like that even is like you, booking directly saves you so much more money. It's crazy. Right. Cause some of those high, those, those up prices are you're paying for the conveniences. Oh yes. You, know, I, you don't want to go through all the time to look it up yourself. So they're going to jack up the price cause they're trying to help you out. But even, I know I've learned just going like, you know, I really wanted to go see the pigs in Exuma. Where yes. <laughs> I went on, I went through the, the hotel and even like the um, travel agent we were using, you know, sh- they shared their pricing and I'm like, someone told me just Google it. Google yep. it and figure out what happens. I'm like, why is this one third of the price? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to book with you directly. Mm-hmm. They still pick you up at your hotel. You just tell them where you are and you're getting on with the same group that went to the front desk and paid for their stuff. And then when they're looking at you and you're like, oh, I paid $50 a person. They're like, I paid $25. Like, I'm like, well, that sucks because <laughs> I didn't. So <laughs> Exactly. It's all about if you're willing to do the work. Like I, that's one of my favorite parts of traveling is doing the research. I Google my butt off. Like <laughs> if I'm going to a destination, I'm like, okay, what are the best things to do here? Like, I love that part, but some people don't, they want another person to plan their whole trip. And that's where, you know, why I actually started my blog too, is to help people like that. But also you don't have to pay a million dollars to like, you're providing get that free information. <laughs> yes, free information. Exactly. I mean, that's even one of the things I was going to say, like you're providing that. So if someone goes on, you know, looks, looks up your blog, finds you on Instagram, finds you on Pinterest mm-hmm. and just clicks on things. You have direct links to these places. They're just gonna be like, here it is. I'm providing you this guide. I'm not requiring you to go out and scroll through every single page. And then they may even find experiences that they didn't even think they needed. Um, 100%. I, I, you phrased it exactly how, like I created the blog. It's I am doing the work for you. For the people that don't want to do any research, they just want to be told what to do. 
I did all the research. Trust me. Like I want to know that I'm spending my time and money wisely. So I'm making sure I'm doing like everything I put in my guides I've done or have researched about. There's nothing that I'm like, Oh, I have no idea what this is about. I'm just going to throw it in there. I, I do the work I've done it. This is what I recommend. I don't put anything in there that I wouldn't do myself. And, and that's a, that is a great resource. I mean, a lot of people need it as much as that's, I mean, that's for, even for me, that's the first place I go to. If I can find someone who I can trust, then I'm exactly. like, this follows, this is follows exactly what I kind of try to do. I made sure I keep returning. I'm like, all right, have they been to this place? Cause yep. this is I'm looking to go. Oh, I didn't know that I need to go swim with the dolphins or you yep. know, go see this monument that no one knows to get that great Instagram shot. I mean, as much as I sit there and go through Instagram, I never knew cenotes existed in Mexico until I found a travel blog. I'm like, there's these big pools where you can Same. go sit in. <laughs> Same. And like, I don't even want, embarrassingly, I, I'm going to admit that I just found out about that like this past year through Instagram because so many people were going to Mexico. I'm like, what are, what are these things? What's going on? I'm like, why is there just a hole in a hole <laughs> in the middle of the thing with some water? And I'm like, like a sinkhole. Right. And I, I always like to say, you know, I tell everybody keep reading because sometimes I, one thing I also learned, I was like, all right, if we go to Mexico, I'm going to visit this one cenote. And then I kind of looked into it more and they were like, you can't bring a legit camera. You can only bring your phone. I'm like, well, I'm not bringing my phone. Yeah, what am I going to do with that? Like at this point, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to live my life on the edge and see what happens. Um, but kind of stemming off of that. So we're, you know, we're talking with these guys, these places that, you know, you've been all of these things. So I guess the next biggest question is as we're coming out of this pandemic, we're all trying to plan to go more. And even if it's not the rest of this year, what are some of your next stops like your, or your bucket list places? Like I'm planning to go to this place. This is how this, I'm already working. Cause you're talking about planning ahead. So yeah. there's obviously some places on, on deck at this point. There are places on deck and if they don't happen, I'm just going to cry. I mean, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I mean, I probably will cry. It's all up in the air. I mean, no one knows what's truly going to happen, but the places that we have booked with like, obviously all like the trip insurance backed up and everything um, in August for, to celebrate our anniversary, we plan on going to um, the Amalfi coast and Spain. So Barcelona, and then, um, in November, like these are the big trips. We'll have like little trips along the way, but in November we plan to go to Ireland. So I'm really hoping at least Ireland happens. I mean, if that, those borders reopen, I think the August one is just really up in the air. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Especially well, it looks like, well, let's, let's hope it works out. Cause it looks like everyone's trying to open back up. I know that I just, I got excited for it. I saw Greece just open back up. They're like, in May. Up yes. in May. And you know, if you take the test or you're, if you're vaccinated, come on in. And I'm like, yes. right. How cheap are the flights <laughs> now? Because I'm about to go directly in May. So that when it's the cheapest, so I can just get yes. there. Honestly. And that's another thing that I've been kind of being an advocate about on my Instagram is flights are only right now flights are cheap to go to places and they are only going to start climbing like every month. I think Hopper put out every month by like 30%, they're going to keep rising until they peak in August. So if you want to book a flight, book it now. It's never, be, never been a better time to like get a cheap flight. Especially because everyone's trying to jump on. We just were talking yes. to Sandals because we were supposed to go visit them um, for the collaboration wise. And they came through and they were like, yeah, we're gonna have to pause this collaboration because we're booked through 2022. And I'm like, 
what happened? Mm-hmm. It's like literally, I think the news came out that some borders are starting to open some like other, you know, a lot of places in the Caribbean are opening and people are like, okay, let's, let's freaking go. I think. And as people get the vaccine, they feel just more comfortable in general and they're, they're ready. Everyone is ready to travel. That's something I've, I've learned just like when we went to Belize airports are packed. I mean, people are traveling. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're, I'm hoping to get in there. We're actually, we're planning a trip. We're trying to, we're working on it. <laughs> um, possibly a trip to Thailand in in September, and then a trip to the UAE in October. Um, but of I'm course, so it's jealous. always up in the air. More one with the pandemic, but also too because we have a child. So it's kind of like, is he going to last on this long flight? Because it's not around the corner. <laughs> yeah. So, do you travel a lot with your child? Um, I we've only done domestic trips so far, but he's okay. been he's I mean at six months he was on a plane, so he's okay. he's not brand new to getting in cars as you know he really had no choice. Um, <laughs> came to the with us. Mom and dad have places to be. You get a get in or you get out, and <laughs> I love it. No, and I'm so jealous. Thailand is on my bucket list. I want to go there so bad. It looks beautiful there. You'll love I, it. I made I made a plan of like you know let's just start checking these things off. Is you know why not? You know and, we only have one life. It's short. Mm-hmm. Go Honestly, and that's how we feel. Like we've decided this is the year. I mean, if it's possible, this is the year of travel for us. We are doing all of those bucket list destinations if we can. And for a lot of people, I mean, everyone, everyone probably you know is thinking the same thing that the pandemic really just pushed our lives back a year. So everything that we kind of had planned, even like life-wise, like looking to the future, it's just pushed back for us. So we're just trying to make the most of this year. That's that's all you can do. I know we talk a lot about, you know, international. Mm-hmm. Kind of as a, a, to switch over a little bit and talk a little bit about it before we kind of sign off is, mm-hmm. you know, people are still at the point where like, you know, I'm not sure about international right now but there obviously is the option to go to domestic locations. So where would you tell people, someone asked you like, oh, you know, I'm looking to go to a handful of destinations this year domestically. Where do you suggest I go and and why? What are the experiences that I'm going to get there? Yeah, so the pandemic really has brought a lot of people to do a couple of things. They want to be outdoors. They want to do stuff outdoors a lot. So national parks have been huge and they also want to be able to not necessarily stay in a hotel and get a place to themselves and, you know, have room to do an Airbnb or a VRBO and just have room to themselves. So I would say if you are looking for more of adventure, Grand Canyon was one of the best places I've ever been to, you know, you, have you been there? It's, oh my gosh. So (laughs) You need to put that on your bucket list. We actually rented a camper van and stayed and camped in the Grand Canyon for like two or three nights, I think it was. And it's just beautiful. You can do so many hikes over there. And it's a very authentic experience. You know, I am not a camper. I am not a camper and I loved it. So I think anyone could do that one. Um, Another one, if you're kind of looking for a beachy destination, Uh, but like want more of a vocal feel rather than like Destin, Florida is Anna Maria Island, Florida. It is a super cute little beach town. Rosemary beach is also another one, but those, they offer very like Island vibes without leaving the U S or like going to Mexico or anything like that. 
Um, if you're looking more for like a little bit of city life, I am from Illinois, so I absolutely love Chicago, but it's, you're not necessarily getting like the huge New York city feel, but you still get like rooftop bars and all that fun stuff. And another one that's on my list is Charleston that I want to visit very badly. Cause it's just like so quaint and so much history there, lots to do. And, um, they have a pretty good nightlife scene if you're into that. So those are the ones I would recommend. Yeah, I advocate for for Charleston. Um, our my my father's side of the family is originally from South Carolina, so we're oh, really? big Carolina people. We're we're <laughs> Southern bred. So if I usually don't know anything about anything in the South, <laughs> look at me sideways like you're not part of this family. Really, you don't know anything. <laughs> we, we did we did a Charleston trip. Um, and it, yeah, it was wonderful. It's very very like you have this townish area, but you still have this kind of this upbeat city yeah. aspect to it um and yeah the food was delicious I was really sad there was one restaurant right. I went to and they closed and I'm like no come back, no, come back. It's okay. they can't like close due to the pandemic I think so I yeah, think so bad. I think because the only reason I realized it is like um one of my tags wasn't working one of the followers on the post I made they were like the tag's not working anymore I'm trying to go and I'm like the place doesn't exist anymore sweetheart I'm sorry <laughs> um I'm like, I'm not going to remove the tag because they may yeah. come back. <laughs> <laughs> like you never know. Um, but those are great suggestions. I know like, like, you know, between traveling internationally and traveling domestically is, you know, getting those tips is what everyone's looking for right now because they're trying to figure out um, some place to go. So mm-hmm. these were all great things to hear and talk about. And I, I really appreciate you sharing it. I'm sure everyone's going to walk away like, okay, I have my bucket list. Let me see what I can do. Let me see what I can add. Let me start doing some research, you know, planning ahead. I mean, we're in 2021. We might be in a pandemic. There's still 2022. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, you know, plan ahead, start checking those off. But before we kind of end, end on, on this talk is, is there one last kind of thought or a little tip that you just want to throw in there to make sure people know about it before you're just like, they go off and find themselves in a, in a, a rabbit hole of doing research on, on travel. Yeah. I mean, I guess my biggest thing is you, if you don't like research, if you don't like that part part of it, I am always willing to help people out. You can reach out to me on Instagram, on my blog, whatever. I'll give you my personal phone number. I love helping people with that. And honestly, I do it for free. Like I, I help my family members, my friends, people reach out to me on Instagram. I do it all the time. So if anyone ever wants any help, please reach out to me. Um, and you know, this is something I'm passionate about. You know, I started the travel blog during the pandemic, not the best time to start a travel blog, but, but it's been so much fun. I like, this is, you know, kind of my side hustle and I absolutely enjoy it. So you'll still need the inspo just because they can't go there. I mean, it doesn't still look nice, nice to look at it and dream. Exactly. <laughs> But thank you so much for being on this episode. It was amazing. Um, I mean, I'm kind of like, don't threaten me with a good time. Cause if I need help, I'm be like, all right, let's put this together. I don't know what I'm doing. I just need someone to curate this for me because I am lazy. Girl, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. It was great. Thank you so much for having me.